You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? The proud face said that I must eat this pie. There was a time in my life I was heading down a dark path. I was whoring myself out to any man, woman, or fool in Flea Bottom. But that was before I discovered a caution for young girls. And now I'm studying to be a septa in Old Town. Thanks to a caution for young girls, I'm now living a pure and pious life. And you can too. Use the code PIECAST to get a discount on a caution for young girls from the Citadel. Order now and we'll throw in a cock of the moon talisman, free of charge. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the PIECAST. This is episode 75, Fire and Blood, Jaehaerys I, part 1. I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jess. Alright, welcome back everybody to another one of our uh, Fire and Blood podcasts. Um, We had to split up the Jaehaerys section because it's really long and there's lots of new content. Um, But uh, before we get into that discussion, I want to talk about our new teaser trailer that came out. Um, Lots of stark feelings. I'm really excited! Lots of debate on the the statue of Jon Snow. (laughs) (laughs) Which apparently Kit got to keep. Didn't get to keep Longclaw, but he gets to keep that ugly fucking statue? I'm sure that Longclaw is part of that statue. Just like a statue version of Longclaw. Is it as old and decrepit looking as the statue? Probably. Well, okay. people were speculating that, like, is this a sign that John dies as an old man and his sisters die in, like, the battle with and the that Night would King? Make no sense about Sansa. It would make sense for Arya, but I can't imagine that Sansa's running around with waving swords about. Maybe she just trips over her skirt and then just falls <laughs> off, like, a balcony or something. There you go. That's a little more plausible. Survive Joffrey and Ramsay, death by tripping over that... skirts. <laughs> oh, God. She's still trying to light that candle and she just, you know, falls. That'd be a horrible way. But also funny. <laughs> <laughs> And very Stark-like, because Bran, you know, <laughs> fell out of a window. Fall of a tower. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe Jamie can push her. Oh, no. No. Maybe Bran can push what? her. He'll remember <laughs> how to use his arms. With his wheelchair. No, with his wheelchair. Just, like, <laughs> he'll, pushes her. He'll run her over with his wheelchair. Okay, he'll be great. trying. He'll, yeah, she'll be looking out a window, and he'll be coming towards her, and he won't be able to stop, and she'll go <laughs> falling out. That would be lovely. No. You heard it here first, people. No. You just spoiled the end of Game of Thrones. No, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, it was okay. a fun teaser, and people were confused about the feather, and um, I liked it a lot. It was just nice seeing Arya and Jon together because they haven't been together since season one. It was, and nice. I love because she's left-handed and he's right-handed. The, the way it was set up, how they both had the swords out on the outside and Sansa was being protected in the middle. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. And <laughs> Sansa being the tallest, so, you know, had to look nice in the shot because then it would oh, just look true. really awkward. They've got yeah. a good aesthetic going on with their various limitations. I, I do appreciate the Aegon and his two sisters parallels 
but not the incest part. Yeah, I'm okay without the incest part. But the other part of it, like the idea of like Aegon and his two sisters. Yeah. Who's more I like Visenya? I, I said I said Arya has the Visenya like yeah. warriorness, but Sansa is the better ruler. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they both I think they both have Visenya. Because uh Sansa's the shrewd one who knows how to nip- manipulate um manipulate like the the courts and Arya will just cut a bitch. But I mean also I do see well I mean we also said like uh Arya is sort of more Rainey's because she's more the one that John likes and <laughs> <laughs> and also I mean Rainey seemed like she was pretty impulsive to go fly her dragon down to Dorne and, and die so I feel like that's something that Arya would do. Yeah. Aww, she would ride Nymeria. And die. <laughs> okay, but it wouldn't be a dragon. Oh, I know. Dire wolves are cooler than dragons. <laughs> saying it's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway. Okay, no. Now that you've heard about the end of Game of Thrones, let's move on to the prequel. <laughs> um, we had some, some more new casting since the last time we recorded. Um, I don't know if you guys have your your favorites from that list. I was excited well, about was... about Toby Regbo from from Rain because I watched that show and even though it was terrible, but it'll feel nostalgic. <laughs> well, I was excited about Georgie Henley because I really loved her in Chronicles of Narnia, and the person who played her sister was on Rain. <laughs> Oh, also true. There you go, Anna Popwell. And we have to give a shout out to OG Waymore Royce from the prequel. He didn't get to be on Game of Thrones, but he's going to be right. in this prequel. So he's determined. There, I hope they don't is. cut his scenes. Maybe he was like always there and he's just like, uh, what's the word? Immortal. And he's just he been is there. He's the Night King. Yeah, he's the Night King. <laughs> and then um, one of the actresses, I saw her in Angels in America. So there's an, there are a lot of them are theater actors. So kind of continuing that tradition of hiring people from the stage to be in these shows, probably cheaper. Also, they've <laughs> picked a lot of people of color, which is really nice. Well, what, where were they for <laughs> A Song of Ice and it's, Fire? Game of we're Thrones. speculating oh, yeah. that there were like, you know, families in the North who were or who weren't white and they all somehow died out during the long night. Maybe they were the Barrow Kings that Maybe they were the Valyrians. There, there we go. Yeah. Um That's why the Targaryens were outcasts, because they looked different. Nobody um, wanted those white people around. <laughs> um Yeah, but the, then there's there was more new casting today that was or casting sides of people who they were looking for, which included uh couple of kids to two children who were supposed to be um black too so that's so these people have children probably uh yeah, yeah so it something. sounds like there's actually it's an actual family as opposed to just some random person who uh probably was just a slave or something it's nice to see that this is actually going to be something bigger than that it's so Apparently hard to like talk code names are about the prequels though because we don't know who any of these people are playing at least with game of thrones it's like oh this person might be like melisandre or whoever it is yeah we don't know who any of these people are at all so it's not as exciting i guess it's like oh yeah characters 
It'll I think be it exciting is exciting when they start getting more information out there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I to me it is exciting because it's like it's the unknown. It's like here we are. We're starting out something from a song of ice and fire as the unsullied for a change. So I don't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Jenny. <laughs> yeah, but now we can't criticize how it doesn't match up with the book. So this will be a nice change for us. We could just criticize if it's just crappy. So yeah, until they get into, and I'm hoping show. it's not going to be crappy. Until they get into fire and blood territory, and then we could be like, "Hey, wait a minute." There you go. There you I go. I don't think they'll make it that far. <laughs> um, uh, well, you never know. But we'll Spon- we'll see someday when that comes out. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's move into our Jaharis discussion. Uh, let's let's start out with our Frey Pie rating. We're just going to do the first part of Jaharis's reign. So, Jer- Jess, what did you think? And just like the first part of his reign, he ruled for like 55 years, recovering like about what, two years? All right, the first <laughs> part of the chapters of his. Yes, yeah, so the first, the first four in... chapters yeah, of so his reign. Yes, the first four chapters of like his reign. Um, I gave him a Jared only because it is so new in his reign. It's like the real beginning. But for crisis leadership, I think like that really reflects well in a king how they rule in times of crisis and you know after Mager the Cruel like Westeros was in a bit of a crisis uh, they were broke to say the least the, the faith <laughs> and you know the Targaryens were not getting along so I think overall trying to reconcile all of that I think he did a solid job and obviously we'll go into um, more about him as a character later on but I feel also what makes him really great initially is that he kind of had things working in his favor um, in the immediacy of Magor dying, right? There weren't any rivals to his rule. Um, the faith had these people with Septon Moon who was assassinated. Um, so I think he had a lot of cards in his favor, which worked well for him, but I don't want to discredit him in any way as a leader as well. Lauren? I, I gave him a Jared with a slice of Rhaegar because, let's face it, he was 14 when he started. Um, and yeah, he had re- his mother was the queen regent and he had a council, but he was still very involved. And, you know, teenagers are thinking about their penises. They're not thinking about running a country. So um, I think he I think he did pretty well for a teenager. I agree. I, I said, um it's all relative, and since the last two kings were terrible, yep. um, I'm going to give Teenage Jaharis a Rhaegar with a dash of good luck. Um, I said it's, <laughs> it's not quite ready for the oven yet, but it's made really well, so like it's going to turn out great. I mean, how far does he, how low does he have to go? I mean, the, the bar is set so low with Magor, <laughs> like it's only like... Short of being a cannibal, there's nothing else he could do worse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> That'd be good. Get a cannibal on the throne. Get cannibal well, the dragon. On I the was throne. gonna say get cannibal. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh. So we usually do a Quentin Martell award, but sadly, no one died by dragon in these chapters, which was really disappointing. No. But people did lose hands and heads, so I guess. You know well, the yeah. one. <laughs> so, There's that. So there was. Unfortunately, that. they they lost their heads as well as their hands, so they can't actually join Team Stump. Maybe, no. I mean, they probably lost their hands before their heads. So you, know, for a brief second, they were in they, the illustrious. For, for a brief second, they were team stump. But wasn't it nice to read about a king who wasn't 
just brutalizing people. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it was just, like, a little bit more refreshing. I felt a lot of these chapters were about, like, love stories and marriages as opposed to, like, brutality. Well, they were, they were yeah. allowed to be about other things because he wasn't doing that. Right. <laughs> he wasn't just, right. like, self-destructing and taking everybody else down with him. Yeah. Um, and, so... And- even at one point, somebody, what was it, his, his, I guess his stepfather said that, you know, he wanted him to, he, he should have been a septon and, uh, uh, not a septon, why am I thinking, yes. Maester. Um, a maester. And it would make, it, it would make sense because he was intelligent. So like, you know. There, a he, rare he was, quality in Westeros. A, a rare quality apparently in uh, the Targaryens lately. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um. So no death by dragon, but we have added a fool watch to our our list here because we love our fools here at Fire and Lunch. Um, yes, we do. So we have good wife who comes in at the the end of <laughs> of the fourth chapter that we read, and uh, he's described as a fat man called good wife who dressed as a woman and was never seen without his wooden children in quotes, a pair of cleverly carved puppets who said ribald shocking things. It sounds like a George description if there ever was one. No, it reminds me of a, a there was a puppeteer in the 70s uh, uh, <laughs> and he had a flat, um, what was it? It was Wayman and I can't remember their names, but like Madam was the, the, the marionette and she was always saying things that she probably shouldn't have been saying. So this is what I, this is what I envision. It, this puppet with this turban on its head saying really bawdy things. <laughs> I'm sure he was very amusing. <laughs> maybe that's what George was watching because he grew up in the tri-state area. So maybe he saw those commercials and it's like. Well, no, was... they were commercials. It, it was a it was a puppet. It was it was um they used to be out on on like Hollywood squares and stuff like that. It was like they were always it was just like those ridiculous um like like character actors you would see uh in the 70s and the 80s. And that's this is what I was picturing. Well, as we know, George does like to take things from pop culture, as we'll find out in later <laughs> chapters. So, oh, 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 his name was Waylon Flowers, and her name was Madam. And Ma- yeah, that, that's that's what I was picturing. Madam would always say these obnoxious things, and that's what I was thinking of. But I guess they were just children instead of uh, uh, a puppet that looked like a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was the drag queen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. Um, so we can talk about some of our, our character standouts um, in these chapters, just to touch on a couple short ones. Uh, we I think we just liked Donald the Delayer for the name, mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said he was the predecessor to the late Lord Frey. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I mean, I respect someone for, you know, waffling enough and not wanting to get involved. I know, yeah. I relate to him. I was like, that'd be me if I was in this story. <laughs> Yeah, I had no, I had no words. Thanks. Um, and I also just liked the little uh, area and twin switch. Um, I love that. Just because I don't know, I feel like there should be you know like a Family Channel Hallmark movie version of that where you know. There you go. Twins switching, switching places. They'll be played by by Mary and Kate and Ashley of old. It'll be great. Oh God, no. No. 
Don't not Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens can do it again. Um, the, now the it's just, I, I, I loved it. There you go. I loved it. I just I like people were just like, okay, we're not going to question this, even though they just completely change personalities overnight. It's fine. It's fine. They're it's where normal. they're supposed to be. Well, yeah, they were exactly where they were supposed to be at that point. And that's why Magor put them where he did. Well, he, he wanted the biddable one as his heir. And he wanted the one that was wild to be at the church. This way she couldn't. That's, that's true. So, so, you know, that's why he switched them back. So now switching them back made the most sense. Um, and I know that Jess would like to talk about her hatred of Rogar Baratheon. Well, he's an asshole, so I agree. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think, you know, even though Jaehaerys is very forgiving of him and he's just like, oh, I need, like, good men around me, I don't think his intentions were entirely altruistic. Um, I think he thought that he could manipulate Jaehaerys very easily, and then when he found out he couldn't, he wanted her to sit, which one, which one of the twins? I don't even remember which one, but wanted to put her on the throne. So I just find him to be a little bit like flaky and disloyal. And then the night of his wedding, like because he couldn't marry a virgin, he ended up marry like having sex with seven women. It was just like weird, and I'm like four. only four. He, he only couldn't it make four. it through the other three. <laughs> like you're in, like it's so gross. Like he's it just is like, gross. He was totally gross. That, like he's a dude, bro. You know, he wanted no, to he like totally kill Magor, and he didn't get the chance. No, I just think that like. With Queen Alyssa, you understand why she acts the way she does and does the things she does. It's out yes. of protection for her children. It's out of wanting no more bloodshed because she had experienced so much of it with him. It just seems like he's doing things for his own ambition, for his own like legacy, as opposed to the what's good for the realm. I agree with you. I, I totally agree with all of that. Uh it's just like, yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa's already broken. She's lost. She's lost two sons. She's lost her husband. She's not. And one of her daughters is estranged from her. That's all she has less, left to Jaharis and Alyssa. Mm-hmm. And she's going to do anything to, to keep them in her life and protect them. And this dude is like, no, we're going to find ways to separate them. We're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to do that. And then, uh, you know, no, no. It's a good the world thing they know. just wouldn't be separated. Nope. They were having none of that shit. Um, so let's let's get into to Jaharis as a person as much as we get to know him in these style chapters and as a leader. Um, I was just like, for me, I was just, it, you know, when you have Megor and Aenys before you just like, I mean, Aenys was too weak and not committed to doing anything. And, you know, Megor was just like, I will kill you because that's my solution to everything so having someone who was like hey i'm gonna think about this before i do something and have a solid plan seems like a good guy yeah i agree with that he even says like my whole role is to put out the fires before they begin and he's always thinking about the future right he's really prudent in that way and looking for ways this is why he had a future exactly yeah looking for ways (laughs) a long one yeah, 55 years, looking for ways to inspire loyalty, you know, not f- picking favorites, you know, just because you sided with me doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to, like, reward you all these lands, right? He's very judicious, but he's firm. 
right? So he's not like cruel, but he's not a pushover as well. Like I think he's a very right. just he, and fair person. You know, he gave he pardoned a lot of people who were you know, for Megor before that, but as long as they bent the knee to him, he was fine, you know, restoring a lot of their lands and titles and, you know, letting them go. But he was like, you're going to give me hostages. And, you know, he, he did execute some people or give them a chance to go to the Night's Watch. Although I'm not sure the Night's Watch was all that appreciative of all the yeah, people he Yeah, but the people he's but, executing know, are, like, the worst of the worst that, like, cut yeah, out, like, who... tongues and tortured. Yeah. Yep. It's like the SS soldiers, you know, and for the Nazis, basically. Like, that's the type of people he's executing. Um, Which is completely fair. Yeah, I think right. that was, and those are the type of people you have to in those situations because they just reflect poorly on the realm in, in general. But he, like, listens to sage counsel, like, he's, and lets people speak their minds, and they're really free to speak their minds, you know, without fear of being imprisoned by him or executed for, you know, being open with him. And he doesn't want all that bloodshed. Yeah. He's done with the bloodshed. Yeah, he's he good didn't... like that. So, you know, he he thinks it's easier to, like, win people over with kindness. And for the most part, he's right. I mean, sure, a couple of people who got sent to the wall were not exactly uh, on board with that. But for the majority of people, they really loved him and they really loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we speak about, we're talking about him as a king now or is his character, like, where are we at? anything all right so i was gonna say like meritocracy for him like he really looks at people for not like their noble blood but like if you're a quality person if you have these skills and these assets i can use i'm gonna utilize you whether it's his king's guard whether it's the master of coin um he brings he he brings a lot of great people around him very similar to aegon like they're yes. basically mm-hmm. and he studied Aegon, right? He looked at what Aegon did that was right. He looked at what his father did. Was it his father or his grandfather? Aenys. Aenys was his father. What his father did that was wrong, right? His father was looked at as weak. So how can I not be looked at as weak as a king? I'm gonna train and I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna let these people beat the shit out of me, but it's gonna make me stronger. <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna be looked at as a a weakling. And then on the flip side with Megor, right, I'm not gonna be looked at as this like cruel, evil man who just is impulsive, you know? And I think he takes, like, the best qualities and he does that and he uses those qualities and he looks at the worst qualities and he's like, I'm going to put those aside and I'm not going to be that type of king. Right. And so take it really quickly back to where he he practices with the sword and fighting the king's guard and how they all all started at one point being like, I killed the king today. Yeah, it was really cute. I kind of love that. And I kind of like that he just didn't give a shit. He just kept getting back up again. So I, I wrote down a bunch of the things that, that people said about him that met with him. And I did like the, well, the maester that's writing this was like, and like the most important one was Brandon Stark saying, I see his grandsire in him. Aww. And that was nice. And I do like that. Alyssa and then Charlie Brandon Stark like, died. Yes, he did. I like that Alyssa was like, he's the best of my three sons. Yeah, well, he's also the only living one of your three yes. sons. So you didn't really have a choice at that point. Oh, poor uh, Viserys. I know. No, that he's, was horrible. That most. was utterly terrible, that poor kid. I did also like the, he laughs often and freely, even at himself. That seems like a good quality. 
it totally seems like a good quality and it's kind of how I, I i i see um late much later on obviously uh when aegon the fifth like he like you know because he was a young frolicky little kid and then he probably was the same way as an adult we'll find out if george ever publishes part two yeah. Yeah, but that is such that. a like nice quality to have, like self-deprecating because I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of even anybody in A Song of Ice and Fire proper as a king who is like that. Like none of them as are a like king? that. No. No. Like yeah, like I can't even imagine maybe, any Maybe of them. Robert, maybe Robert Baratheon, but he was always drunk. So. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really count. <laughs> Cuz I feel like, you know, a lot of kings would would take any humor directed at them as a slight and i feel like if you're able to just laugh it off then it's, it's yeah. okay it's better i guess dollarous ed maybe i guess yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. the closest i could think of yeah well i mean I, does he count as he's not a king but no but i'm just saying as a character i can't even think of any characters who are sort of well, I mean, Tyrion is very self that's true i think yeah yeah like so. harry's did remind me a little bit of Tyrion for some reason i was getting Tyrion vibes from him as I was reading about Oh, maybe him. he's a secret targ then. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be compared to anybody, I mean, Jaehaerys yeah, is like I, a, a great one to be compared to. Oh, yes. totally, totally. Do we have anything else to say on, on Jaehaerys as a character or leader at the moment? Um, yeah. Not at the moment. Maybe Do you want to talk else. about the, the debt situation? The which situation? The debt situation. Oh, yeah. So him as a, a leader. So like, the Rome was in debt because of all those wars for like the religion and shit. And, you know, can I just ask one quick question? Yeah. Has the realm ever not been in debt? <laughs> Probably not. OK, never mind. Go you on. Mean, is there an Andrew Jackson type of person that like. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Um, so like, you know, Queen Alyssa and Rogar Baratheon have Celtigar as like the master of coin. And he just his way of dealing with the national debt is to just like tax everything <laughs> which caused people to not produce things to be more like frugal with their money so they weren't spending their money they weren't making things so that wasn't really effective and so his solution was i'm going to find a new master of coin once i become you know king and the obvious answer is like a lannister because they have money but just because you have money doesn't necessarily mean you're great at economics Right. And resolving things because you're born into money, it's like easy for you. So he, when he looked to a guy in Pentos, what was the guy's name? Uh, Rigo Draz or something yeah, like Rigo that. Yeah, Rigo Draz, who like came from nothing, almost like an entrepreneur, like came from nothing, started from the bottom and worked his way up. Okay, that's the type of person you want in charge of things. Somebody who, you know, came from nothing and then worked their way up as opposed to somebody who came from all of this privilege and prestige right to fix the problems of the realm and what i loved about jaharis and makes him such a great leader is that he treats everybody the same right right? if you're in my council you're in my council it doesn't matter if you're noble blood or if you're low born like right you are kind of like stannis with davos which is something i've always admired Mm -hmm. about stannis when it came to davos like he he doesn't judge davos for like you know, his low-born standards. And John's like that, too. A few characters are like that, and it's something to admire. Like, he recognizes um, people for their their qualities and their intelligence and what they can give to him. And he's not just picking people because they're, like, his friend or their family or their nobility, and I really appreciate that in a leader. Right. I also love what he tacks them on. 
Oh, yeah. He was, ta- yeah. <laughs> he was only taxing things that, like, the wealthy could buy. Like, realizing that taxing the poor was not... You, you can't get blood from a stone. But if you really want that silk, you're going to pay for that silk. And he also knows that there are people who are wealthy, and wealthy people love to flaunt their wealth, at least in this world, right, Westeros, and, like, they're going to buy it anyway, so we might as well just tax it. And then or build the, up their castles. Yeah, the crenellation law was really cool too. Hey, if you want to expand your fortifications, it's going to cost you, and that's also going to work to his favor because they're not going to build like fortifications as potential like places and outposts for rebellion. So he's he's always thinking like five steps ahead, and he's yeah. so young mm-hmm. too. Well, again, he would have been a good maester. <laughs> <laughs> or he's a better king, though, because as a maester, he'd just be, like, locked up somewhere. Like, he's really more... I think the realm needed a I mean, guy like Jaehaerys. he could like have been advising a king, but yeah, I think yeah, him exactly. as a king would be... is better, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he can make the final decisions eventually once he comes of age and becomes a man grown. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about Alysanne as queen um, and as a character. Uh, we t- uh, we brought down like that she kind of exceeded low expectations because everyone sort of ignored her before <laughs> she came into power because she was the last child and everyone was focused on the older kids and Raina and they said and... she wasn't very like they were like well she's not very pretty she's yeah. she's kind of quiet it's like being pretty doesn't make you intelligent, though, for fuck's sake. Well, I guess, like, like Targaryen women have this reputation of being, like, drop-dead gorgeous. So I appreciate that as a woman. It's nice to see, like, hey, like, it's not, like, looks are and everything, right? People, like, falling over her because she's gorgeous. It's really her her kindness and her charm that really draws people to her. And even if they try to, like, manipulate her, it actually, like, works against them. And she's actually yes. able to manipulate people with her like i don't even know her her charming nature her charm no and that's my point it's like you know they ignored her because she wasn't pretty but like clearly there was obviously much more inside of her than what she looked like on the outside and they weren't recognizing what she was and then she was also just a kid and there are other people to focus on too but yeah i mean i like with both of them how you know anytime anybody interacts with them they always just have really glowing rave reviews to say about them which i mean i wonder like i mean they had to have some people that didn't like them but those weren't recorded so (laughs) yeah yeah um she also brought culture back to the court because that's what she remembered from her childhood uh and you know megor obviously destroyed all of that so she brought back all of that. She brought in Good Wife the Fool, so, you know, we have to thank her for that. She, that's right, she did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot of her in these chapters. No. Because no, she's there sort wasn't. of not in the councils yet, but, like, he still listens to her advice, and he, you know, later on, obviously, they're going to be ruling as, like, one, right? That's how he describes their relationship. We're one and the same. In a lot of ways. And I don't know. I find their relationship really sweet, even though it is incestual, you know, brother and sister. We just get over that. And yeah. You, so you sort of ignore cause... that. And it's sort of like there's genuine love and affection between these two people and they have each other's backs and, you know, they grew up together and it's not an arranged marriage. And they're always like looking out for each other's best interests. And that's it's nice to see. not an arranged marriage. They arranged it themselves. Oh, I loved it. I, <laughs> that's like my favorite part of these chapters is like. 
You'll never guess what our parents are trying to do. <laughs> yes, We're not so, letting them get away with that. Yeah, it's so adorable. So yes, in the in the year of the three brides, the last the last wedding was Alison and Jaharis, and they Alyssa and Rogar wanted to marry them off, obviously, because they wanted Jaharis to have an heir, because they didn't want uh, Arya being the heir forever. And I guess, I mean, we, they didn't exactly specify how Alison found out, but the somehow rats. she found, yes, the rats in the walls. Like Cinderella. Um, <laughs> yes, they come and talk to her. That's She's just a Disney princess. Um, <laughs> but, but yes, she found out and she just, instead of you know, going to her mother or whatever. She just went straight to Jaharis, which I thought was was a good plan because they obviously had shared interest in defying everybody. Yeah, and if she went to her mother, she probably would have got locked in her room. That's true. We would have had another princess in a tower. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like, you know, I mean, because he picked his Kingsguard and... Well, I mean, they picked them, but uh, because people did, you know, favor him so much, they were perfectly willing to listen to him and sail off to Dragonstone and, you know, defend him against yeah. everybody when they decided to do this rash and impulsive thing. But yet, even though it was rash and impulsive, it still wasn't in a way because it was oh, no. like... It was like, we're not going to have sex. We're not ready for it. Which is so not a teenager th- way of thinking. So it's kind of impressive. But like, it was. Not like Megor, who was like, yes, I will have sex with this woman at, you know, like 13 and whatever. And then take three others in my room with me at the same time. Oh. But yes, I mean, that, and that's the thing I like about Jaharis is he's very much a thinker and he's very much someone that will, you know, plan things out. And I'm sure he thought about what the marriage was going to mean, even, you know, I mean, that's, there's a reason they didn't announce it. There's a reason they stayed on Dragonstone, even if it did sort of look bad, but, you know, he, he knew he needed a plan to introduce that into the realm so that the, they didn't start another war with the faith. Um, right. Which it very well could have, and which is what their mother was really concerned about. Which, I mean, that's totally fair, she, you oh, know, considering absol- what she uh, saw happen yeah. to her other children. But Yeah, and no, no, and I, don't, and I didn't disagree with, well, first of all, I didn't disagree with her keeping her kids separate anyway. <laughs> uh, but I did, I don't disagree that that was a bad plan, but she was wanted to stay, you know, she wanted not to, to upset the religious aspect I did, again. I did like the part where, you know, she said that, even though she was trying to marry them both off, that she knew that if he could choose anyone, he would choose her. Yeah. Well, she knew she knew her kids. Yes. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the war with the faith. Yeah, um, go for it. Because he had, I mean, he had a big job to do when he, you know, took the throne because obviously Aenys and Megor fucked it all up. Um, and as we mentioned before, he did get get lucky with Septon Moon being assassinated uh, by a camp follower or whatever that was that actually happened. I still think it was a faceless man or woman. I don't know. They were saying that it wouldn't be so clumsy if it was. But maybe they did it purposely so they wouldn't think it was a faceless man. (laughs) Perhaps. 
Um, but yes, it, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Oh, he was gross. He was disgusting. <laughs> I just hate people who, like, are, like, have this, like, are pretending to be pious and then are so corrupt in their, their lives. I just... I know. It just, it pisses me off. As an example of him, you know, pardoning people who, you know, were against him and also thinking several steps ahead, I did like how he handled uh, Sir Joffrey Doggett, mm-hmm. who was leading the, the, what was left over of the warrior's sons. And he was right. like, you know, hey, you can, you don't have to, you know, lead them anymore because, you know, I will protect them and I will protect the faith and they don't need to have you know, take up arms against anyone anymore. But, like, let me also give you this other lucrative position to sway you so that, you know, you're not trying to to rebel against me, which I just thought was really smart. Well, he he was very well, he well thought out everything, every move he made, and, you know, that I guess it it helped him win more friends than enemies. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and maybe his relatives could have learned something. That. <laughs> perhaps and then um obviously with the septas going around the realm speaking highly of alison right so sort of getting including the one that his, her mother sent to her to watch over her mm-hmm. yes so the seven speakers so they basically send out i guess it's like seven like holy women and no no it's three they're, women they're and men four too. men so so yeah. basically like you know, these people who are of the faith to go out amongst the small folk and basically, you know, sing the good graces of Jaharis and Alison, making them more, I guess, welcoming to this relationship that goes against their culture because it is incestual and that goes against like their religion, but saying, hey, they're like really great people. And <laughs> I think it worked to their favor. That was very smart on their part. Like, let's get the it small folk smart. on our side. Let's not have this mob mentality against us. But isn't that what Aegon and his sisters did? Yep. They sent out the musicians. Mm-hmm. Well, they even said on Dragonstone, like, what they were doing was they would both be reading about Aegon's reign and reading books about that. So they were, you know, learning about the history of their family and, and what worked really well for them in the past. And stuck with it. You know, mm-hmm. they're not reinventing the wheel in, in any way. They're saying, hey, this worked effectively in the past. Let's 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 try this out again. I mean, to be fair to their father, I don't think that he could have pulled that off with marrying their older siblings. Like, I don't think it ever would have been OK. Yeah, it's not it's not just how he went about it. I think like because the realm had survived Magor's rule in between I think they were more receptive to it especially because Jaehaerys was already doing well as a leader but you know because he was restoring peace he was restoring peace but you know I don't think that you know if if I don't think any amount of studying his father would have done Amy's any good when when it came to trying to marry his children off to each other yeah I just the the times were just not gonna ever be receptive to that so I think, you know, in that case as well, you know, Jaharis sort of lucked out that his uncle was a monster <laughs> and people were like, oh, you're good. All right, fine. We'll let you do what you want. Yeah. Also, he, he kept a good relationship with the faith. Mm-hmm. So and so like he wasn't trying to tell him to fuck off as yes. much as. But it uh, is a, like a right place, right time that. sort of situation. Mm hmm. 
for yeah. him. Like he became king at like the perfect moment, at least for him, right? Yes. Um, so that worked out for him, right? There was no rivals to him anywhere. <laughs> they were all dead. Or six years, six year old girls, you know. <laughs> or yeah, or they were women. I, <laughs> I did, did like that, you know, because did Anies have a, the women? So did Anies have a dragon of his own? Yeah, he had Quicksilver. Okay. So that was Aegon that had Quicksilver. Well, after after Aenys died, Aegon took Quicksilver. Oh, okay. And then promptly got Quicksilver killed and himself. Sad face. Because he didn't have a dragon for a long time, and that was seen as, like, a weakness for him because Reyna had a dragon. Mm. And so after Aenys died, then he took Quicksilver for himself so that he would look more kingly as he was going to fight Magor. I see. Um, so speaking of their, you know, bringing the faith to their side, they also wrote the doctrine of exceptionalism into law so that for future generations, Targaryens would be allowed to marry each other, which was very smart. Yeah, and the sort of justification was... And so was, gross. Well, the justification <laughs> was that they're Valyrian, they're different than us, we're, we're of Andal blood, they have dragon blood in them. And that guy was like, so I can, like, fuck my sister? He's like, yeah, when you have a dragon of your own, then you can <laughs> fuck your sister. But until such time, it's a sin. <laughs> I love that line. It's great. I mean, yes, it's not something that we agree with or that anybody in that time agreed with either, but... It was very smart of him to, like, you know, look after the, the later generations of I know. Of but family. Jesus Christ, it's got to stop at some point. Stop. <laughs> Ew. Stop. Um, Moving on. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about the 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 golden wedding. Um, uh, just because I think, I mean, I thought it was interesting that you know, while, while Rogar was being his, like, you know, gross self off drinking and whoring and hunting and feasting whoring. and whatever. Um, he's very much, you know, Robert Baratheon's predecessor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, smarter, I think, but still. Yeah. Well, I think I think Rogar was a Ro- little bit Robert, more Robert was to- smart. Robert was smart in the on the battlefield. I was going to say, I think Rogar was a little more shrewd in terms of of, you know, ruling, even yes. though he was obviously out for himself. But, uh, but yes, Robert was better in the field, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, definitely proto Robert. Um, but I thought it was interesting that that you know Jaharis took that time to, you know, to meet with all of the, you know, lords and knights and people coming from Essos and things like that to sort of, kind of have a, a meet and greet with their king, their future king sort of let them get to know him and size him up yeah like, size him up who's and this I like that boy he, king that he did it you know not in the throne room but in you know his solar so kind of make it a more intimate setting let people feel like they're kind of like getting behind the curtain sort of a thing yeah mm-hmm. but so i thought that it was just smart. showed how smart he was even as he like 
Seriously, what 14-year-old is going to think about Well, I also things? think it's not fair to compare him to, like, an average 14-year-old. Obviously, he comes from this family of, like, royalty. Yeah, but that family expected... is fucked as Yeah, hell. but they're expected to rule, right? That's sort of, like, in his DNA, right? You're expected at one point, even if you're, like, fourth or fifth in line to the throne, like, part of your upbringing is, like, leadership Targaryens skills. die quickly, so you might end up... You might you might be in first yeah. in line I just don't think it's you know it. to like a, a fourteen year old modern teenager because in that time Oh certainly not, yeah. but But you know, I'm just saying I like mean, as a Targaryen, like he's expected to know these types of things because he could be ruling at any sort of moment. And I also think he you know, like we said, he had a lot of examples to learn from and learn from their mistakes. Or yeah. their triumphs, right? Both. Or their triumphs, yes. Yeah. Um, and then, also during this whole golden wedding thing, they, you know, Alisan got to entertain all of the, the ladies that came to court, which, you know, worked in her favor, letting everybody get to know her and charming everybody too. That so. was sort of right. her coming out party, right? Like a southern yeah. belle yes. comes out, like it's her like coming out party. Like, who is this girl? Where has she been? Hiding somewhere in SS. There you go. Yep. Um, and then obviously and then this another... has been like the... Oh, sorry. You can go on, Jenny. No, you can say. I was going to say the tension between like mom and daughter because Reina didn't come to her wedding and then vice versa. She didn't go to her wedding in uh, on the Fair Isles. So there was well, She wasn't invited. She didn't tell her at all. Well, they also Even didn't worse. tell Jaharis, and he was sort of like, you know, I he like you as shrugged. my, I like you as my counselor, but you're not family. You're not going to replace my dad. Yeah, I yeah. like that he that he opposed uh, Rogar and Alyssa's marriage, but I like that he was like, well, I I you know gave my sister her my blessing, so I can't really like now say that they can't get married. So I guess yeah. I'll let it go ahead. But but I think like I do think it was an important event for the realm. Like, I think having this big, huge celebration, I mean, well, it probably didn't do that great for them debt-wise, but I think just, you know, having a bit of happiness after such horrible things for, you know, those six years that Megor was ruling was Well, not necessarily because the merchants and all the people who are using, like, the bars and the, you know, oh, yeah, their I mean, version they, of, they like, made taverns. made a lot of money, yeah. Yeah, so it brought a lot of, like, um, income Revenue. into King's Landing at the time, right? Right. But I just, I think it was a good, like, oh, yeah, they needed booster it. They for needed everybody. It. Um, and they also used the, the seven days of tourneys to, um, fill the extra Kingsguard positions. Yeah. And they, the Kingsguard was never as great as those original seven of his reign. Yes. Right. Which I liked. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were like, a lot of them were like hedge knights and lowborn knights, right? Yes. I love, I love the names. Uh, Pate the Woodcock. Really? Of yes. course, George. Um, of course. <laughs> Sam Good of Sour Hill was Sour Sam. Uh, Victor the Valiant, <laughs> William the Wasp. Uh, Sir Lawrence Roxton was the only, um, like, higher-born person. Yeah, so, so I'm saying it's not status, it's skill, right? right? With uh, Jaharis. I mean, I think it's interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't really remember how Annie's and Megor chose anybody, or if they did, but, like, 
when Visenya, you know, made Aegon's Kingsguard, it was, you know, not based on, like, you know, the who's who in the realm either. It was, like, I'm going to pick people who are loyal to you. And, See, that's yeah. what I was thinking, too. And like, this was... He went the other way. He went the other way. He was, like, I'm just going to give everybody a chance. But it means I'm going to find the people who, like, want it the most, too. Right. So, but, and, but and people are going to... Sen- People are going to yeah. see them competing in these in these combats, and they're going to, you know, see how formidable they are too. I think was probably also a good thing, and respect. I know, but Visenya didn't trust them to do it that way. Visenya wanted to make sure they were people who were loyal to her, not people just looking for a name for themselves. Was no, it- and I think I think that was the right move for that time. I just I think it's interesting how times change. Yeah. yeah. Was it Alyssa well, who was the one? It's history like, is about change over time. Did Alyssa, was Alyssa the one who said, no, 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 not on horseback? Like on the ground? No, I think that was. I, I think, think that, that was him, actually. That was that Jaharis. Was, oh, he said yeah. that. Like, they're not going to attack yeah. me by horse. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So they, they gave up the, the joust for just crazy wild melees, which sounds insane. Um,. I love that one dude with the spear. Yeah, that was yeah. Kate the Woodcock. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't it be called the Spearcock? Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, George. George, George, George. Um, let's see. We have a lot of notes. Don't we always? Yep. I think we've gotten through most of it, except for our, you know, discussion of a caution for young girls. I love this. Sounds like the greatest book in existence. Um, I love this. I I I want a prequel of this. I want to see and do whatever the fuck she wants. Going the fuck where she wants to go. Doing whoever the fuck she wants to do. Everything. I I, just... I want. I want to see. I want to see this life and uh, this life that they've depicted that may may or may not be true. I just like that it has, you know, like five different titles and, you know, each one has different accounts as he likes to do in these books, you know, just having different things. And then you have to sort of pick out what's most true from all of the tellings. Because it it does sound insane. It does. I just, (laughs) I, I just see it as like one of those, you know, it's almost like something like the Odyssey. Here's this mm-hmm. journey of this one person <laughs> that goes on and on and on and on. Only like they're trying just to really dispel. really salacious version. <laughs> they're just trying to dispel the idea that women can do things on their own. And this is horrible. Young girls don't learn from this. This is not a hero's <laughs> journey. This is your downfall. And meanwhile, it's like if it was a guy, they would have had this fabulous tale about him. This is just like. <laughs> She's evil, and I'm thinking she fucking rocks. Right. <laughs> Go for it. She was feminism, right there. So in the book, yeah. So speaking of feminism, what I really like about Shaharis is like how much respect he has for his mother and Alasan. Like that time when um, she like said something to him, and then Rogar opened up his mouth. He's like, no, 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 no. She's my mom. She gets to give me counsel. You could shut the fuck up right now. I know, I love that. And then when he came back after, like, you know, he was going to, like, join the Night's Watch, he's like, I'm going to let you, you know, come back and counsel me, but you're going to go back to my mother, and you're going to respect her, and if I hear anything (laughs) about you disrespecting her, Vermithor is hungry, 
and he needs a midnight snack. <laughs> Something to wash the bowl down. Yeah, I just love that he like has his his mother and um, his wife as his like main counselors as well. Like he listens to their advice. Yes. But I think, you know, unlike Megor, who was kind of led by Visenya a little bit. And the witch lady. To, and the witch lady. Like, I think, well, I mean, obviously Jaehaerys had, like, better better women around him. But, like, I mean, not that Visenya was bad, but I think, like, in later years she went a little bit, you know, Targaryen madness mm-hmm. a bit. But I think, you know, Jaehaerys listened to them and heard them out, but you know, was still very much part of the decision-making and not just, like, yay, let's murder people. Yeah. Like, his mom wanted <laughs> vengeance, but he gave his mom vengeance for, like, right. he, the person who, like, he hurt He cut off the, the hands. Yeah. Yeah, so. And heads and delivered them to her. She's like, great, thanks. Thanks, son. Great Christmas present. <laughs> thanks for these disembodied parts. <laughs> what I wanted. Left. Happy Mother's Day, yeah. Mom. <laughs> Some people want rings. Some people get the fingers the rings would have been on. It's all the same. What a good son. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jaharis, Jess and I were checking out the illustrations of him in in the book. and I was disappointed in one of them. <laughs> well, yes, because the- they describe him as like training from like sunrise you know, to noon, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna be super buff and like super hot, and then like he's still this scrawny little. He kid. just look. He looks like he's just fallen over again, and you're just like loser. He just. I was just <laughs> amused at the illustration because he has really big hands that like seem really disproportionate to well, it's kind, his body. It's kind of like when you have a kitten and they have these really ginormous paws, so you know that it's going to eventually be a full-sized cat one day and grow into them. Well, yeah, as somebody who works at, like, teenage boys, like, they're, like, they're just so, like, they're not filled out yet. There's, like, like hands are bigger than, like, their head's too big for their body, and, like, <laughs> you know, it's it's actually pretty accurate to how, how it really is if you're that age. But he there does come into his own, if you look, you know, later in the book, and in, in that illustration of him and Alisanne looking all like intertwined together he looks much better yep I do like how they said the happiest time of their lives and they were just chilling out on Dragonstone together sleeping naked and like (laughs) (laughs) but not consummating their marriage again I just think that's you know hormones take over and it's surprising that they were able to control them they, they were just it making clearly it wasn't, over Dragonstone. It clearly wasn't like Romeo and Juliet. You know, no, they, like started, the they started out. At, <laughs> yeah, at least they both live at the end. Um, but, you know, it's not like a 13-year-old being like, yay, penis. No, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, does anyone have anything else to add? No. no. I think he's one of my favorite leaders. And we were only sure. into, like, the first four years or three years of his reign but like well there's not really a bar <laughs> but that, it's, that... it's refreshing in this world of westeros oh, totally. that they can have like people who are smart decent people decent kind generous um prudent i mean the judicious like the list can go on just describing totally. this guy like he's... i mean i think 
of of the rulers in this book, I think he's definitely my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Him and Alistair, I think I had I quite enjoyed reading his chapters and I'm excited to talk about I just think he's one of my favorite like characters like in really all the books. It's just nice to see somebody who has like is competent. (laughs) No, I agree. I would love to read like you know, his actual POV of stuff. I think that'd be fascinating. I hope Daenerys one of those books that Sir Jorah gave her in a Game of Thrones was about the reign of Jaehaerys and she takes some cues from Jaehaerys and Alicent's reign and does good things once she gets to Westeros, whenever well, that is. I mean, if we're going to go by the show, which obviously we don't want to, but um, I mean, I do think, even though we don't like her constantly telling John to bend the knee, I mean, that is kind of what Jaharis did. He was like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, murder. Yeah, but Danny burned the Tarleys, so, and the TV true. show. Yeah, like, but were, they, Jah- were they willing to bend the knee, though? Yes, they were. Remember? Were they? I forget. Yes. I thought that. And like Tyrion was like, let him take the black. Like. Oh, yeah. She didn't let him do that, but I don't Mm -hmm. think they were going to bend the knee. Whereas Jon is like, I don't know. I think I see more of Tyrion and Jon in Jaehaerys than I do Daenerys. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Sansa, too. Oh, that's because Daenerys is more like. I don't know if she's Megar. Let's not <laughs> like her. I was gonna say her dad. <laughs> I don't think no, she's no, no. no. She's not like Aries. No, she has her own little bit of crazy going on in there. But no, she's definitely not Megor. Nobody can be Megor. That that's that. I that's don't know. Aegon the Fourth own category. Be, we we haven't gotten to Aegon the Fourth yet, so. And I do, true. I do think like the idea of like dragons don't plant trees. That's not true. Clearly, reading these chapters with Aegon the Conqueror and Jaehaerys and Alyssa, I know they do actually. And she's just reading the wrong history books. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Someone give her a caution for young girls now. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's just a young girl. She knows nothing about the ways of the world. There she goes. Well, now she can learn a lot about the ways of the world. <laughs> Oh. The way they were presenting it, it sounded like it was the Kama Sutra. Like it was like oh Jesus. God. <laughs> <laughs> she needed that before she got married to Drogo. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, Daria had seen that book. Oh my god. M- maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's just gross because she's like a child, like doing all these things. Because George makes all the kids like. Whatever. I I this is I this is a topic I, for another podcast. I, maybe maybe I I don't know. I kept picturing her older because he even calls her because uh, creepy creepy stepdad even calls her a, a woman. So I in my head I was picturing someone 17, 18 years old yeah. as opposed to a child. Yeah. Oh, we're I mean, talking still, that's about still, that's still a child, but about not Korean, right? Oh no. Oh Danny. no. Ew. Okay. I so before know. I forget, because we didn't say anything about them. Shout out to George for some. You know, lesbian and gay representation with Farman, both of them, the sister and the brother, yeah. Lisa mm-hmm. and Android, and yes. obviously Raina, also clearly gay. And so, yes, yes. And yeah. I like the dot, dot, dot after yeah. the maesters, like, and she hung out with her, like, handmaidens, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. She's always well, no, has it's... her favorites. Aww. It's funny how they think incest is okay, but someone being gay, they're kind of just allude to it because it's not really something they keep they're not okay with incest though 
No, but they're okay with writing about incest. Oh, the yeah, 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 are yeah. like, I will use all of this coded language to talk about people having same-sex same sex relationships. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They were, they were, in quotes, friends. Yeah. He preferred the friends. company of squires of his own age. Yeah. <laughs> she preferred all the women and to hang out with her, and occasionally she saw her husband. Sometimes he was invited. I like how their dad was thrown. <laughs> was their dad or their older brother, like, was thrown into a ship uh, hold full of codfish. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And they got on another boat. They were like laters and left. <laughs> oh my oh god. Dear. All right. Um we did have our, our missing info wish list. We did want to know more about Jaharis and Alisan's childhood when they were off like on the run. Yeah. Nagor. Yeah, because they're yeah. so like smart and I know what were they doing over ready there? to rule were they just like <laughs> planning and training to rule and they were expecting because they're like fourth and fifth in line to the throne like it's right they were they were across the narrow sea in a Savas tournament and learning strategy that's what I'm there thinking you because you know there was there was Reyna Aegon Viserys like all ahead of them for potential yeah. leadership and so it was interesting there you go George write the childhood of Jaehaerys now <laughs> for us you know, after all the other things that you need to write should we toast to Jon Snow or do we have another person we would like to toast can to can we toast to Corianne cause she just yes, she's, sure. go, she's got her her own jam going on to Corianne Wild. to, la- to Lady Corianne and her <laughs> epic journey in her, a caution her, for young girls her odyssey coming to a bookstore near you <laughs> don't oh forget to God. use that promo code I'm sorry sponsor I- message Oh my god. <laughs> to, Lady right. to, to Lady Corian. To Lady Corian. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath, that Lord of the Crossing. And now the pie crusts cover his kin, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his kin. Revenge, it tastes so sweet. I will start talking now. Okay, wait, I think you won again. Oh, fuck, man. What? She Sorry, said, fuck, you... man. <laughs> I got That's what that. she said. I missed the beginning before the yawn. Oh, oh I said, I have to yawn oh, again. Okay. And then I said, oh, fuck, man. I like how there's a warning for this. <laughs>